Are you listening? Hello. This week's episode marks the 150th episode of the Nerf Report. And in many ways, this has probably been one of the most difficult episodes to write. Not out of intimidation or out of fear, but out of the inability to find humor in a moment like this, which has been frustrating. You know, I keep saying to myself, I can't find the funny, I can't find the humor, when in reality, there are people out there who can't even find the ability to breathe. People who face intimidation and fear on a daily basis, who face a system that time and time again continues to move the goalposts and pull the rug from underneath them. I had no intention for this week's show to start this way. But when you begin to see and hear these stories of discrimination or racism, it is unacceptable. And I find myself personally stuck with the question of what can I do? Do I, do I grab a sign and go protest? Do I donate money to a charity? And while both of those are great options, making a statement at the start of this show, something that has grown to become such an important part of my life, felt like not only something that I could do, but I had to do. And I understand, I don't have a following of millions or even thousands of people watching me every week. But even if this message makes it through to one person who needed to hear it, that is what is most important to me right now. So, this week's show might look a little different than it usually does. You will still get your weekly gaming news, but criticizing video games and Creating sketches at a time like this felt a little inappropriate. If anything, right now should be the time that we put down our controllers and check in with reality. So I would like to dedicate the 150th episode to George Floyd, Eric Garner, Brianna Taylor, Tony McDade, Ahmed Arbery, Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, John Crawford, and the countless others who have had their lives ended too soon due to the racism prejudice and discrimination in this country. First up this week, EA has announced that they have extended their contract with the NFL and the NFL Players Association for five more years. The current Madden contract was set to expire at the end of 2021. However, the contract extension will ensure that EA will have exclusive access to develop professional football simulation games until 2026. EA's Madden is considered the second most successful sports franchise in video games, with over 130 million copies sold since the launch of the series. The most recent game, Madden NFL 20, broke franchise records, with the game being considered by EA a massive success. Now, the NFL also recently struck a deal with 2K Sports to create a non-simulation football game, which has led many to hope that we see the return of games like NFL Blitz or maybe an NFL version of NBA Playgrounds. Next up, let's talk about Google Stadia. Up until now, most developers who have worked with Stadia have spoken fairly positively about the platform, with many of them talking about the ease and convenience of developing for Stadia since your dev kits are in the clouds. However, this week, the CEO of Take-Two Interactive was one of the first major developers to openly criticize Google Stadia. Andrew Zelnick, the CEO of Take-Two Interactive, told a conference 
The launch of Stadia has been slow. I think there was some overpromising on what the technology could deliver and some consumer disappointment as a result. Anytime you broaden distribution, you potentially broaden your audience, which is why we supported the release of Stadia with three titles initially and will continue to support high quality streaming services as long as the business model makes sense. Over time, I believe streaming will work. The belief that streaming was going to be transformative was based on a view that there were loads of people who really had an interest in interactive entertainment, really wanted to pay for it, but just didn't want to have a console. I'm not sure that turned out to be the case. Which is a really weird thing to say. Like, there isn't an audience for gamers who want to have access to next-gen gaming without having to shell out $500 for a PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X? I mean, you have to realize that Stadia had a staggered launch, both regionally and on compatible devices. But even with that, the service has had over 1 million downloads. And the massive benefit to Stadia over PlayStation or Xbox is that it drops the initial cost of entry from $500 to $59 for a Stadia controller, or if you have a PC or laptop, you just buy the game. It makes gaming accessible to everyone, on every device. And in regards to the argument that the technology Stadia promised couldn't deliver, Andrew, Take-Two has been taking my ad revenue for the last three years. Are you telling me that you've been ignoring all of my videos of Stadia working? Most weeks, if the video game industry receives one piece of new hardware, it's a pretty massive week. But this week, we received two new announcements for brand new VR headsets. First up, HP finally revealed their brand new Reverb G2 VR headset, which the company claims was developed in collaboration with both Valve and Microsoft. The VR headset promises to be a great tool in the fields of design, training, and gaming, with 2160 by 2160 LCD screens for each eye, with each panel having over 9.3 million pixels, that's nearly three times the amount of pixels that are found in the Oculus Rift S. Now, the HP Reverb G2 also features four cameras built into the headset, along with a more ergonomic design found in the controllers. And if you're wondering when you can get your hands on it, the HP Reverb G2 will be launching in the fall of 2020 for $599. And the second VR headset we received this week was from XR Space. The XR Space MOVA is an all-in-one virtual reality headset. The headset will feature Wi-Fi, LTE, and 5G support with no wires, hand tracking, a lighter and more comfortable construction, along with being available in orange, which... I genuinely like the look of that color. The XR Space MOVA will be launching in late 2020 for $599. And finally for our top headlines, The Last of Us 2. This week, PlayStation held a state of play deep dive into The Last of Us 2, which included new updates to the story, characters, infected, and over 10 minutes of gameplay footage. And while I am extremely excited about The Last of Us 2, this wasn't the biggest story surrounding the video game this week. As GameIndustry.biz reported that The Last of Us 2 has reportedly been banned in the Middle East, with the game's release date not being listed in countries like Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. 
a Reddit user by the name of Ghost Techful reached out to PlayStation for clarification, and PlayStation said, if any game did not exist in any store region, it's meant the game is banned by the competent authorities of that country, and we cannot do anything regarding that. Now, The Last of Us 2 being banned from countries like Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates most likely has to do with the game's tie to the LGBTQ community. And seeing that politics are already on the table for this week's show, unfortunately, if you are born gay or lesbian in the United Arab Emirates, you could face 14 years of jail time, with the punishment in Saudi Arabia being death, which is beyond stupid. What should it matter if you love a man or if you love a woman? Love is love is love is love, and fuck those countries. And much like The Last of Us 2, I'm sure after that piece of news, we are banned in Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. Congratulations, guys. We officially made it. Now for something completely different. Yeah. And finally for our main story, the PlayStation 5. Sony broke the internet yet again this week when they tweeted, Join us Thursday, June 4th at 1 p.m. Pacific time to look at the future of gaming on PlayStation 5. That's right, the long-rumored PlayStation 5 reveal event is finally upon us. And I thought it would be important to kind of recap what we know and kind of garner expectations of what you can expect. First, definitely expect video games. PlayStation president Jim Ryan wrote, We've shared technical specifications and shown you the new DualSense wireless controller. But what is a launch without games? That's why I'm excited to share that we will soon give you the first look at games you will be playing after PlayStation 5 launches this holiday. The games coming to PlayStation 5 represent the best in the industry from innovative studios that span the globe, studios both larger and smaller, those newer and those more established. All have been hard at work developing games that will showcase the potential of the new hardware. And the second thing to keep in mind is that many of the games that you will be seeing will be PlayStation 5 exclusives and probably won't be available for the PlayStation 4. That's right, in an interview with GameIndustry.biz, Jim Ryan stated, We've always said that we believe in generations. We believe that when you go to all the trouble of creating a next-gen console, that it should include features and benefits that the previous generation does not include. And that, in our view, people should make games that can make the most of those features. We do believe in generations, and whether it's the DualSense controller, whether it's the 3D audio, whether it's the multiple ways that the SSD can be used, we are thinking that it's time to give the PlayStation community something new, something different, that can really only be enjoyed on PlayStation 5. And I guess the final thing to keep in mind with this reveal event is this is just the beginning. Next Thursday's event, if anything, is just the starting line for the very long race until the launch of the PlayStation 5 later this year. So if PlayStation doesn't show everything that you are wanting to see, don't worry. There are still plenty of other events to share it at. If Sony doesn't show the physical console, that doesn't mean they're scared and redesigning it. It means that they're planning to share it at another event. Either way, I'm extremely excited for this event and will be live tweeting the entire press conference. So please join me watching this event on June 4th at 1 p.m. Pacific time.
Well, that, of course, is going to wrap up this week's episode of The Nerf Report. As always, thank you so much for watching. My name is Bryant Chappelle. You are you, and hug your families. <laughs> See you guys next week. Thank you.